What's up, guys? Thanks again for joining us on another episode of Even More About Nothing. I'm one of your hosts, Rafiki. And across the table from me. What up? My name is Mookie. I'm here. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I am. But it's good to be back. I'm here. Just checked out mentally there for a second. Look, here's my thing I'm having some life events. <laughs> I'm having some life events. Can I tell our followers? Nah, absolutely nah. Nah. You, You're no. opening this can of worms no, by I, saying that. That's why I said this. I said, we have some life events. We're going to figure it out. The but you said next that? to me, Nat is here. The unwanted uncle. What up? The one and only uncle that's never invited but still shows up anyways. Because, yeah. you know, hashtag savage. So, Thug yeah. Life didn't choose me. And I didn't choose it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway. And on the other that's side. That's another sign you're not a thug. <laughs> that's why I said it didn't choose me and I didn't choose it. <laughs> anyway. What's up? Simi Tony? You know the deal? Add me. On social media. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, you want to mention the partner? You can do the partnership, all right? Yeah, alright, uh, so this podcast is brought to you by our partnership with Jouet, Jouet.co. Jouet is a fashion brand based out of Kansas City, providing fashionable gaming clothing um, for geeks, nerds, and guys like people who just enjoy video games and want to just um, support the culture, of, you know, still be fashionable, um, still, you know, some of us in the geek subculture still like to look good every once in a while. We don't always wear shirts we get out of a loot crate box. It's not a shot at you. No offense, we just saying. We all know where you got that shirt. We all know where you got that shirt. So if you're looking for something fashionable, something fun to wear out around town, or just play video games in, check out jua.co. Speaking of which, where did you get that shirt, Cable? This? I got this from London, <laughs> and I'm terribly ashamed I'm wearing it because my dad got it for me. For $10, it was on sale. There's a reason. It's actually a Donald J. Trump shirt. He bought it in 20, 2008. Calm down. Calm down. This is before we knew this man was crazy. This is before we knew he was crazy. I'm sorry I asked. I know. <laughs> I hate explaining myself every time. Anyways. Um, all right. Uh, I know we get, we got a few things. Uh, we'll see We'll see how long uh, we, we make this today. But uh, I guess first uh, topic I just want to touch on is this Black Lightning show. Uh Thanks to, to, to Matt here, this little unwanted uncle, for, for bringing it to my attention. Uh, but uh, I'm actually uh, excited about it. We don't know a ton of details about it, but uh, they're trying to bring a Black Lightning TV show. Greg Berlanti is working on it with a couple of other people um, to, to bring us uh, the show. And all I'm saying is uh, I don't know why it's being pitched to other networks. CW, just make the room, please. You're doing something right. Yeah, and when originally I saw this article from uh, Deadline, and I found another corresponding article um, searching through Yahoo um, talking about potentially also bringing static into the fold. Um, towards the end of uh, uh, Young Justice, we saw that mentorship bond start to form. It did start to form. And I think they're really considering carrying that on. And I know there are other separate talks about having a static reboot. And then they're kind of thinking you can't really do Black Lightning and have a static reboot at the same time. Cause it just doesn't make sense. It's essentially the same formula that they're going for. Um, yeah, two but I, very similar, yeah, similar characters. I would very much love to see that. Um, and especially, I think with the description at this stage in his life, He's already been at it for a while. His kids are now he, in the yeah, heroes he, mix, and he's temporarily given up the hero life. Yes, and then it's—I'd be interested if if they were to bring Static back into it. Do you think it would be at the point where they've already trained, or when he hops back in, he's finding like Static is just coming back to him? Saying, now, hey, I need a did they more. say who? Because in in the whole bio thing, it they said. Um, it, his one of his daughters, and his one of his star pupils was being his star pupil was being recruited by a local gang, and his daughter was trying to follow in his foot in uh his, you know 
her father's image and being coming a superhero. Now, could it be that Virgil is that star pupil that's being recruited by the local gang? That could be the way in for Static. So, boom, immediately, not only are we figuring out Black Lightning, but they've got that dash of Static already that they're just giving us little by little. That they don't have to go through a whole, you know, diatribe in like season two or three when they can just give us to us in little snippets along with Black Lightning. Of course, he'd be the main character. But they never said who it is. So maybe that's it. Maybe they've had already connected and he started training them and then we kind of pick up where things are, wherever they decide to, to drop it at. But I think that might be Virgil. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Um, but I'm just saying they have to show him at one point or another. And if they're going to show Static, they also have to show my homie Richie. Gear's got to be in there. Fair enough, fair enough. Gear was that dude, though. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially when, yeah. Because in, in those first, what, season or two, I was like, all right, Richie, cool, but like he, he, you got to do something with it. And then he started... And then he then he got he found backpack and then he also came in touch with a brainiac's uh, remnants and then not was not only smart but became like super smart. But also on top of that, uh, or was he controlled by brainiac? I think it was a combination. But remember, I think they even made that subtle explanation. I think because Virgil was there during the. Big Bang Earth Explosion. What do they call it again in the show? I have no idea. The, well, they call them Bang Babies. They call them Bang I Babies. I don't know what they call the actual. But event. I think, but the because of the event, and they were thinking the remnants of what was left on uh, Virgil's clothes yeah. came in contact with Richie, and so little by little, you know, it maybe was slowly affecting him, yeah. not knowing, and then all of a sudden, maybe those. Those particular events heightened it. So, I don't know. There's a lot. I'm just saying, if they're going to do Black Lightning and bring Static into the fold, I want to see gear. You hear that, Greg Berlanti? We want gear. What's your thought, Mookie? Ah! Gear was one of those characters which we kind of saw from a distance and weren't sure how to feel. When it happened, I think it completed the show in a way we never could expect. Um, I really enjoy gear. Actually, one of my favorite gear episodes is when um, Virgil gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and it, it's him. It's him. It's literally him. The entire episode. Like, Virgil gets kidnapped three minutes into the episode. And, like, the city... Not this... Not... I don't want to say, like, the city's under, like, peril or, like, is, is in trouble. But, like, um, most of the gang gangs know that Static Shock has been kidnapped. And so there's, like, trouble. And Richie has to step up and do what he's got to do. And of course, like, of course, they free Static, and then miraculously, in 10 minutes, they clear up the whole streets, all the gang put away. So I think that character never got enough credit, um, especially for his genius level but, intellect. Oh, I, I like the character. I actually like the fact that he's, he's gadget-based and technology-based. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he got real strong towards the end of the show, Static Shock. He actually... He the, knew. There was a point where Virgil goes, I need you. Because they had this back-and-forth banter, and the gear felt like... You use me, and um, Static literally holds him. Like, they had this face-to-face brother moment. It was like, look, I need you. Not just as, like, a f- like as a partner. I need you as a friend. Like, I cannot do this without you. And so it kind of showed that camaraderie, that kind of oh, yeah, for best sure. friend, that best friend phase where Superman and Batman went through. Um, so I would love to see that character. I would um, love to see that character represented in a new light. I, I would say one of the things that, like, Richie was always, yeah, again, was one of those characters early on. We didn't really know, but I knew. I knew. I, no, no. <laughs> I, like, like, I will say this. I knew I was going to like the character from early on, especially when they hit this episode very, very early. It's when Virgil's spending the night at Richie's house and his dad is a racist. They, I mean, when they touched on that, I was like, bro, like, this is, this is. Huh? Yeah, legitimately. Like, for some people, they they never knew that that was that was a real thing. But like the fact that they touched on that in an episode, first of all, that was on Cartoon Network. I was not like, to mention like that city is supposed to be representative of the city of Detroit. A lot of people don't yeah. know that. 
Like, yeah, what, what very town, much so. Yeah, it's supposed to be the city of Detroit or an equivalent to a Detroit-like city. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, well, it was... United back now, Virgil, Dreadheads, basically Chief Keith. That could have been Chicago. <laughs> in a different life. In a different, <laughs> in a different universe. In but, a different... yeah, like, just w- going back and even DC watching Canada. that episode, though, you know, like... Richie it, 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 he basically hates his dad because his dad hates his best friend and like that's what Richie knows but his dad doesn't want to see it and it, that was it was a very compelling episode it was a very very one thing episode. did piss me off about what how they wrote this whole thing revolving uh, Gear and Richie why didn't they let my homie go into the Justice League Watchtower because he's one of the smartest people Virgil got to go that's true Richie didn't you're right he not ready. Hashtag gear matters. Gear matters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, nah. There's uh, there's there's a lot that can be done with the Black Lightning show, but maybe maybe they might do what obviously they've done with Arrow and Flash. Static starts there, and then they they branch, and then we could see a lot more of gear in the future. That is possible. As to whether it will happen, time will tell. But I'm sure if people lobby it for it enough, oh, we could get it. I'm sure we could. Yeah, before we move on, I just want to say, just it's got to be reminiscent about all the static shock. Who was your favorite bang baby that static faced? show. Oh, man. The flame guy. Especially because he joined. Hot streak. Yeah, hot streak joined uh, Virgil for a while and then became his own vigilante. Like stretch. Stretch, yeah, yeah. You know who was, who was the OG of the main babies in season one? What? Ebon. You right? Yes. yes. <laughs> I was trying to think of his name and I couldn't. It was like, oh my gosh, they had some really great bang babies in in Static Shock. Yeah, Why never not? mind. I take it back. That's definitely Chicago. <laughs> That's definitely Chicago. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Sorry, Detroit. That's definitely Chicago. Oh man, that was just so great. A lot of the Bang Babies. I I really loved how they wrote a lot of those villains. Um, yeah. Or adversaries. Who just, was that Muck guy? He was basically Muck, the Pokemon. Oh, he was a leader of like the first season. He's yeah. Really bad. He was a big. He was like the Shadow guy. guy. That's Ebon. No, 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 there's one that actually like turned oh, into like. He looks clone. like Muck. He looks like. Oh, I know. Oh, I can't he looks like a, he looks like a Pokemon. It might be Ebon. It might be Ebon. No, do I remember that episode that, that Richie got shot? Yep. That's was... definitely Chicago. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the white kids getting shot. It's definitely Chicago. Hashtag gear matters. Campaign. <laughs> 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 yes. Go fund me now at gearmatters.com. If we make it a Black Lightning show, forget it. Static can stay on there. I want a gear show. I want a gear show. I want a show about Richie. Sheesh. Uh, yeah, so what's the next one? Um I don't know. I'm I'm actually kind of excited for it. There is at an end of a at the end of the year, DC has announced that there's gonna be a huge Justice League versus Suicide Squad crossover starting in December. What? Yeah. Animation? No, comics. Oh, comics. Actual, like, actual comics. I was about to say, animated film? I was like, hold up, I ain't heard nothing about this. It's gonna be, yeah, it's gotcha. gonna be a mini-series. Actually, I'm kind of... You know who the main character is gonna be? Um, it's based off of what the, the current runs that are happening right now. Um, so whatever people are a part of those teams now. Um, Was it the JLA one? No, the actual like Justice League. Okay. Not JLA, just Justice League. Because I know JLA is crossing over with another comic. It's JLA versus somebody. The the event this event will have impact on the rest of the DC universe, and the aftermath will lead into several spin off series, including the return of Justice League of America. Okay. Okay. So Justice so it's just Justice League and we'll get a JLA once again. So um, it's, it's been a while, I think it's been a while that we have it, like, it's nice to have a title that will affect the DC universe without altering the DC universe, because in the last we had seven Virgins, years, we've had Rebirth, we've had actually, Flashpoint, we've had, that's in five years, 
Wait, Crisis? What, do we go all the way back to Crisis? Because that's... Because Crisis, Crisis still stay... It never really re-altered things. It affected things because we had the death of Flash and we had the death of Supergirl. We, You know, there were several... Like, there was notable deaths in it and people were dealing with those deaths, but it never changed the universe unlike Flashpoint where it literally changed it and then we have convergence that literally changed everything um to where one second we're canon and then we're not canon and mm-hmm. we're canon again so i like that it would be staying canon <laughs> but we'll see i i guess it just depends on how it's it's going to be written um the team that will work on it uh, Josh Williamson and uh, Jason Faba. I'm probably butchering his name. They will they will write and illustrate the main the main thing, and uh, the, the, that's the duo that will work on it. So the creative team hasn't been announced. So we'll see. Um, obviously, also art makes up for part of you know the story to make it come to life. So we'll see. Uh, Justice League 12 and 13 will tie in to the event and Suicide Squad 9 and 10 as well. Ah, and that's another... Yeah, that's the one I saw. JLA versus Suicide Squad is one that I saw could happen. Um, okay. That's one. I don't know why it'd be JLA versus Suicide Squad. This one just says Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Hmm. Well, that's what the... Yeah, the main... Like... Uh, but like, okay, and let's be real. That's a fight that's not really a fight. No. Let's be perfectly honest. It they will, will be a conflict. It'll be a conflict, but it's not a fight. The only person that could really stand up to anybody is, okay, they would literally need Killer Croc at full mode. They would need El Diablo in like full mode. Like you'd have to be fully powered up for them to really stand a chance. Because if we want to do a one-to-one comparison, Wonder Woman would break Harley Quinn. Like she would break that broad. And I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to just Wonder Woman is is a demigod. And this it was a good but Superman Batman. Different discussion. And let's say Batman could handle Batman alone could probably handle all the Suicide Squad. So if it's the Trinity versus all of Suicide Squad, that's not even a real fight. So there's probably got to be some ancillary characters, probably bringing Arrow, probably bringing Canary. They can't have... Probably one of the Trinity has to lead the fight. Um, or, or, or the way I see it, there has to be some sort of event in which other members of the Justice League will have to step up. Because the supernatural power on... That's not... The, the, just the, the power level on the Justice League alone with the Trinity is outrageous. In the words of my man, Stephen A. Smith. No, it's Escape for Stephen A. That says what? Acid 9, that's Acid 10, Acid 11, Acid 12. That's a, a <laughs> skip. That's a, I mean, um, Stephen A. Stephen A, yeah. yeah Stephen they a. would not win that fight. If it was Batman, Superman, they would get, they would get bodied. Bodied. Granted, like, Amanda Waller would probably say something so they don't get killed, but, you know, Let's just say Diana and Amanda Waller don't see eye to eye at all. <laughs> they do not. They do not really. They really don't like each other. Do you, rem- do you remember the couple episodes where Diana like directly threatened Amanda Waller to her face on? I think it was. Was it animated Justice League or yeah. was it Justice League Unlimited? It was either at the, the original one or, um, of the. It's somewhere. In Diana there. threatens Waller directly to her face, and that's one of the few times I've seen Waller be scared. And it doesn't happen very often, but uh, that's the one of the few times Waller was sweating because Diana don't play these games, bro. And like I said, I'm not really that big of a Wonder Woman fan because I think she's sometimes just been an ancillary character, much to a detriment of the writers. But like now, like Diana don't play no games, bro. <laughs> Diana don't play, no games. especially after Flashpoint. She just killed, <laughs> killing everybody. So um, I don't know. I w- I'd be interested to see how that fight goes. Um, cause, and again, I, I don't read just uh, Suicide Squad that often, so maybe they have more powers than I know of, but based on the little bit I know of them and the movie, which a lot of people will say is not good material to base the powers off of, I don't think it'd be a best fight. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Moving on. What's what's next on the list? Nobody. I don't have anything on the list. Like I've pretty much just been watching. Okay, actually, let's go ahead and talk about this. I participated in the. I'm still participating in the Battlefield One beta. Is that still going on? Uh, I mean, I think it ended today. Um, Dang it! But I played it last I night. It. it probably ends at some time today. You probably. Still I don't. I, you know, I tried downloading it on Saturday, and it just yeah. Went. It took me like two days for it to get that like, get downloaded and fully working. And this might be a disadvantage to you PS4 guys, but for some reason, it's I've heard it works better on the Xbox One. I don't know why. And it's one of those weird EA things where EA has a partnership with Xbox, clearly, because EA, EA Access, which is kind of, I blame PlayStation for this, because EA brought EA Access to Sony first. Hey, do you guys want in on this? And Sony was like, no, we have PlayStation now. Now they're getting hit over the head with it because EA Access is amazing. For some reason, that game is just optimized for the Xbox One that has less issues, less lag. The game is one of the most gorgeous games I've ever looked at. Now, I have a 1080p PC monitor, which is probably, like, because it's running better than it would on my TV. It's just really, it's really crisp, really clear. One of the best games going on right now. And I'm playing, I'm not even playing on Xbox One S. I'm playing on a regular Xbox One, and the game looks phenomenal, which just shows us the strength of, like, we're four years into these console life cycles. These consoles have a lot of power, because these games are starting to look gorgeous. We thought Uncharted looked good. I mean, Star Wars is still one of the best-looking and best-sounding games out there. So shout-out to EA for making amazing-looking games. I'm excited to see how FIFA looks. 2K looks amazing. It's on the ban list, so that's all I'm going to say. But that, the beta... It was pretty fun. It's not my cup of tea. For some reason, I just, it's fun for like a couple of hours and then I'm done. I just, I just can't get that into it. Consequently, Advanced uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare also looks amazing. Looks fun. I'm not buying Call of Duty. I'm sworn off Call of Duty. Like, I'm, they need to go back that. But the game looks a lot of fun. I was actually tempted to go pre-order it. I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to, you know. Because I'm always an advocate of voting for your wallet. If you think something's bad, don't buy it. If you don't buy it, they're going to have to change their strategy or die. That's how the game industry works. If you buy their product, they will continue to make that product. If you don't buy it, like none of you people bought Kingdom of Amalur, and then that company went... Granted, there was a lot of other factors like Kurt Schilling and his horrible management. and I don't want to say him, but like the way it seemed that there was terrible management, terrible expectations. They borrowed way too much money and marketed it horribly because that game is amazing. Still one of my all-time favorite RPGs. One of the best combat systems in an RPG, period. But no one bought it in that company. Not just the game. That whole company went underground. Just died. Um, so, I'm not buying Call of Duty. I know a bunch of people are, gonna, are switching over to Battlefield 1 this year because they just kind of tired of the Call of Duty cycle. I understand why that game looks, sounds, and just feels amazing. It's just not me. Consequently, we both played... The Titanfall test beta, yeah, we did. and as I've said before the podcast, I'm just not ready to render a verdict because uh, it just it's a test, and I just want to leave it at that. Like, because there's good things about it and there's bad things about it, and I don't want my final decision on the game to feel about it. But y'all know you played a little bit, so you can talk about it if you want to. If you want to talk more about it, well, but I, I think mean, that's all I'm going to say about it from here on. I mean, there, there's really not a ton to say. Um, the idea and the concept is fun. Um, you know, uh, once they really get it going, it, I think it will be an awesome game. But it was, for, for a tech test, it was very, very glitchy. And you can, I think most people can expect with a tech test to be a glitchy. Or at least, if it's not, I mean, they, obviously they're doing something right immediately, but for a tech test, I, I guess I wasn't necessarily too surprised, but I was kind of a little upset because it kind of hindered on that early experience. Yeah, that I mean that that was the bigger issue more than. But I I have that feeling that this will be a really good game once they've get all that worked out. But it, again, it's it's still very early. Um, a solid decision can never be made on tech uh, on tech test um 
or even alphas, really, truly. I mean, anything based on an alpha is even even is not even supposed to be discussed usually. Um, and a lot of a lot of people will say, "Oh, we I got I participated in the alpha." Honestly, less than ten percent of the game, less than five percent of the gaming population gets to participate in an actual alpha because alphas are raw broken. Like, to participate in an alpha, you've got to be involved in the community. You have to have some sort of sway. You influence the... You actually, if you are participating in a real alpha, you actually influence the way the game is going to end up being because it's such an an embryonic stage at that point that so many things change. Most people participate in a quote-unquote thing called an alpha, which is really, really just a public beta because they'll have... A closed beta, and then they'll have, and then even like when they have a, a a a public beta, most the game is mostly done at those points. Like a beta is still a pretty rough build, but if you're saying, "Oh, I played the beta, the game will be out in three weeks," you didn't play a beta, you played a demo. Calm yourself down. They're not changing that much if the game is three weeks out, even six weeks out. If you played a beta and it's a year out, that's more of a beta. That is more of a beta because a lot can still change. I will say the division beta was more of a test more like a finalized test in a beta but some things still did change and that game is changing and that game is dying and coming back and dying whereas now people who are playing warcraft legion saying that game is about to make a huge comeback um i talked to one of my guys ron at work he says everything matters now which makes the game more important so the biggest rpg ever might become the biggest rpg mmorpg again there's a lot. Of, I've seen a lot of people posting videos. Plus, Blizzard added this cool little button. You hit a button, you're streaming to Facebook Live. With the click of a button, no matter your connection, whatever, it might not be high definition. It might just be low, low grainy definition. But the game's gonna look smooth, and you just stream directly to Facebook Live. You just your your Facebook page is hooked up. Boom! You hit a button. You're already recording. You don't have to adjust anything. So I think they're doing. They're making a lot of moves to you know bring in new people. Because, you know, Facebook Live is really hot right now. I've noticed a lot. A lot of people a are lot using of it. Athletes, ever since that very first Facebook Live event, first it was just like businesses using Facebook Live to do conferences. And then the Olympics hit. Like, I watched most of the basketball through Facebook Live. Like, because NBC had this stupid thing where you had to, like, sign in with your provider. And I just hate NBC anyway because they do the nonsense. I love their shows, but the way their pauses are dumb. But I watched a lot of the basketball games through Facebook Live. Um, so yeah, there's stuff like that. There's, there's stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot to look forward to just with gaming in general. So, yeah. Actually, um, do we want to talk about which one? Um, upcoming games because PAX East is going on, and as we already know, that is going on past, right now. Well, it's going on. Slash is ending. Um. I've heard some people say they liked what they saw about a game that's on the ban list. I heard somebody say he was really troubled by what he saw. Um, so, but it's not it's on the ban list. We're not gonna talk about it much. Is it East or West that's going on? I think it's it might be Pax West. It's one of the Paxes. Anyway, um, I think it's Pax East because all the IGN guys aren't in the office, so I think they're in the East. East was April twenty fourth. Oh, so that's Pax West. Okay, either way, one of the Paxes going on. One of the big games a lot of people are making buzz about is uh, well, Battlefield 1, but we already talked about that. Another one that's making the rounds is Kingdom Hearts. Okay. It's September. It's officially September. We still don't have a date. We just have December. And I'll go ahead and repeat what I already heard. Marty from IGN said he was really disappointed in what he saw because it wasn't really... He said it was more of just meh. And then... Um, Andrew, I think is his name, countered with like, well, this is more of a prequel oh, yeah. slash a wrap-up. So the it, gameplay that's there is interesting, and it's one of the first time we've seen things like that. And for you, I know you're super excited because it interacts with Kingdom Hearts. It will lead into three. Like, yeah, it's going to lead into three. And that's what, that's what, that's what the way Anthony described it. But Marty was really so-so on it. He says, well, they've got a lot of work to do. Well, not a lot of work. They've got work to do. But th- what leaves me concerned is one Square Enix released um, Deus Ex Humankind, whatever, and that game is really re- receiving a lot of pro- positive press. And they talked about some new 
Western games that they're publishing, uh-huh. but not a lot of news came out about their Japanese games. Not to mention, a couple weeks ago, they announced like another Nier game and a bunch of different games. So, I don't know, man. There's, I, I'm really, at this point, the games I'm looking forward to, Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War. Those are the big ones. Those are 2017. Mafia 3. Mafia 3 is October 11th. I am Something so like hyped that. for that. They're actually pretty good. Yeah, that game. That the more the more I look at it, because I I skipped out of Mafia One and I accidentally fell in love with Mafia Two. I was hanging out with my boy Damo. Shout out to Damo. I was hanging out at his house and he was playing it. And I was like, "Hey, let me borrow this game." I was like, "I just want to beat it real quick, get the one thousand achievements." I I beat that game a hundred percent. Like I, I didn't know I would like that game that much. I actually returned his copy, went to GameStop, bought my own copy because, like I said, I beat that game a hundred percent. And Mafia is one of those things. It's kind of like it's essentially a different take on LA. It's a, it's LA a okay, Noir. perfect, perfect way to explain it. LA Noir, Grand Theft Auto, put him into one because you get that old Italian. It's a slower pace than Grand Theft Auto, but you still have that experience of from the bottom to the top, raising your own family, betrayal, building businesses, taking out bosses. I, I talk about Godfather 2 a lot because that's one of the most slept-on games, if you ask me. It had elements of Godfather 2 that I absolutely loved, and it just built on this like whole persona of you are this guy and you are this person and you exist in this world and people acknowledge you as this person and this entity, and it just gets better and better and better. So I'm really excited for Mafia 3, especially because in this current climate, the game is based in the '60s. They had, they are not hiding any of the nonsense. They, no, they not. have, lit- they literally have members of KKK in the game, and you get to take them out without prejudice. There's, there's clear. I mean, they had, they had a behind closed doors footage that they had to release, and it had to be like put behind a, a age wall. You had to like, you not on on YouTube. Your personal account like, has to be above, I think, twenty one for them to show any of the footage. Uh, like the language is is think about the racial tension in the '60s and all the words that could possibly go with that on both sides of the race wall, and put that in the game. So I'm really this is not gonna be a game for kids, y'all. Do not let your kids play this unless you're trying to teach them history lesson. Still, don't let your kids play this. It is gonna be. It is. This looks like, and I've been talking about this with The Witcher and Metal Gear Solid. Those are mature games made for a mature audience. So don't go in there and complain about mature themes. This game is not meant for children. They come out and say that from the jump. This is not a game meant for children or younger, like young people. This is a very mature game, and it's built from that swan. And they don't hide away from anything. You actually you get to take out um, different places in the world, assign them to your team. And they actually did this playthrough. And the reason I'm going to talk about it this way is because they literally said, hey, we're showing this playthrough just to show the versatility of the game. And they even and they said, said no one's play. game will uh, will play out exactly like this. No two people will have the exact same gaming experience because every decision you make will truly affect the outcome. They assign, throughout the game, you'll get three captains who join you. It's more of a partnership. Not They don't join your family. They join you as a partnership. And they look at it, they look at it from that way. So, and you give you assign them territories. And some territories are more beneficial to certain people and will give you better bonuses. And some, sometimes you're going to have, it's dead even. It, you just have to make a decision on what you want. And you might decide to form a personal relationship with one member of your team and give them more property, but that's going to make other members jealous. So for the test build that they ran, they literally ignored one of the members of the team. I think he's the leader of the Irish mob. He ignored him, didn't give him any property. And the guy got ticked off and said, I need this property before the mission started. Or we're going to have problems. The mission ended and he ignored him again and didn't give him that piece of property. And the Irish man left the team, and you literally had to track him down, take out take all his out. men, take him out, and then you were assigned everything he owned to your last two remaining captains. That's wild to think in a game, someone who could be quintessential to the story, someone who's advertised as one of the main characters, you can kill him off. And the game just goes on. And one of the three things they said, um, aside from death, there's no such thing as failure. Because you can always retry at a different point in the game, or find another way to get what you want. So that sounded really awesome. So thanks for mentioning Mafia Three. That that's game. Yeah, what is that supposed to release again? October eleventh. Oh, yeah. That that's actually on my list. Uh, I mean, of course, from apart from Kingdom Hearts and it being an early, you know, 
prelude. I mean, really, we're not getting anything terribly new. I think that's one of the big things with, with Kingdom Hearts, and maybe that's why maybe some people are kind of like, I don't know about this. Well, we're literally not getting too many new things. Because Unchained Key is literally in the app. Okay? Except you get it from a more of a personal perspective. They just happen to turn Unchained Key into a movie. It's literally what they're doing. So if you played if you've been playing the mobile app, you basically know what's gonna happen in the movie. On the other hand, if you play Dream Drive Distance, you're just getting the console experience rather than the handheld experience. Yeah, which he did admit felt a lot better than having that weird motion thing he had to do. He said that felt good. Yeah. He's just worried about the breadth of content and like, is it going to be enough to hold people over since we still don't have a date for Kingdom Hearts, which is supposedly next year, but they haven't shown anything past pre-alpha footage. Because every yeah, time they show footage, there's always like, hey, this is pre-alpha. And twice, twice now, at two different E3s. Because... At E3, what was it, three years ago? Is They showed the little clip, and they were like, now in development. And that was with Sora walking to pick up Araquist's yeah. Keyblade. And then the second, and then the second, the next year, there was, was like, a lot of changes was like, in that, too. Still in development. Or I think it said either still in development or now in development. So the fact that they've shown, they've two years in a row, they said, hey, now in development. But they've they gone away. They both said now in development. And one of the big things were, was... We could have gotten it sooner, but they changed engines and yeah. they basically remolded everything. And so I know that was a huge because it was kind of I was happy, but yet hurt at the same time. Because one of the things they said is like they were going to bring it to all four consoles, and then they changed their mind. They're like, we're only bringing it to next gen consoles. I remember that being a thing. Yeah, I don't know if that was specifically the Kingdom Hearts theme, but I know it was a Square Enix thing, and they were like, certain games are no longer going to be coming to quote unquote legacy consoles. And they put out a big thing, but they announced it during the Kingdom Hearts portion of their discussion. And I was like, oh, well, so, sorry, PS3 and Xbox 360, you're not getting this game. Anyway, that's but, enough talking about a game that's supposed to be on the ban list. Moving on. Well, too bad he's not on there, so that's yeah. what we were talking about. Anything else? No, really. Yeah. Not really? All right, cool. We could probably wrap this one up, right? Okay, sounds, sounds good. Um... Let's top five. Top five, yeah. And then Let's money to blow, and then we can bounce. Yeah. Let's do that. We got stuff to do. Yeah, look, I gotta eat. By the way, guys, we hope you're happy having a good Labor Day holiday. Yeah. Why don't they sound like an airway commercial? That's the whole purpose of it. That's the yeah. For those of you that happen to have Monday off, go enjoy it. Spending some time with your family. You don't have Monday off. I do have Monday. Okay, right. everybody. I don't. What kind of slave shift are you working? I don't. <laughs> yeah, Mondays off, dog. I don't know what you're talking about. You're you right. working, but I'm not. I know. Because yeah. I work retail, and retail yeah, is I, the devil. I'm saying. Look, I'm not uh, even I mean, in retail. But at least I, I make extra cash. I might get a Wii U. Ooh, no, you should wait for that NX because that Zelda footage looked amazing. But, I mean, layaway just started, though. We, we, look, we're going to talk about this off the podcast. I'm not about to reveal my financials. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's hit. But this. if you are trying to donate, I will not reject. Go it. fund me. Help move by you <laughs> dot com. Goal four hundred dollars. No, I need to raise. That. Go sign the petition to get Gear's own show. No, let's sign the petition to change the national anthem to the Dipset anthem because I need this in my life. <laughs> that's a real thing that's going around. I think it has a hundred thousand signatures. So. <laughs> Let me stop. Obama, if you do anything before you get out of office. Let's get this Dipset anthem popping. <laughs> let's get it going. All right. Anyways, let's hit this top five. All right. Today's top five is, and this is due to an article read from, you know, created by someone at Screen Rant. And we had some issues with it. But it's, the article is supposed to be top five. We're going to do top five. He did top 15. We're going to do top five Batman sidekicks. Issues with this article in the top 15. He named groups. He named people that really aren't technically sidekicks. We can see where they're coming from, but it was just atrocious. So we decided that we'd do our own top five. So who wants to get started? I'm opting out. Matt, you want to go? You know five. All right, whatever. Matt? You want me to start? Yeah. Dang, why would you do that? Anyways. Um, 
whatever. So, uh, this isn't in any particular order. Um, definitely, real the one quick, we, why don't we say top five in, like, no particular order? Is that the purpose of the no, that's but, like, I always it, do it. You get, it's still your favorite, but you 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 know how like you have your favorites, but you never can truly rank them because they're always shifting, but they're they they are constant. This one is fun. Right, I thought that was just understood, but anyways, continue. Anyway, so yeah, um, obviously, who has to be on there? But none other than the original Boy Wonder himself, Dick Grayson. Um, and I imagine be like that for a lot of people, just because. And in the article, he's just so iconic. He's the one who set the trend, really, for the rest of the Bat family. Um, whenever yeah. Bruce initially took him under his wing, and he really um, just gave us something that we didn't necessarily know we were looking for when we first were introduced to Batman. Bro, you make him sound like a lord and savior, bro. You're a shoe. <laughs> I mean, he is, especially. Do you know in, about like, our lord and savior's speed voice? I'm weak. <laughs> I mean, sorry for letting me preach the good news of I'm your boy. I'm gonna grace. need you to stop right now. I'm gonna need you to cut That's that like, out right about now. <laughs> Anyways, um, and just overall, I love like especially these later iterations of Dick Grayson, how he's so uh, yeah. quick fire and witty and uh, just overall humorous. Um, additionally, um, I did enjoy the Tim Drake iteration of Robin. Okay. Um, as well, I would say uh, Barbara Gordon Batgirl okay. as well. The first Batgirl that we got. Um I'm going to be bold. I'm going to put Lark up there. Uh, oh. We don't know a lot about him yet, but it is a different dynamic, and I'm interested to see where this goes. Okay. Fair um, enough. And then fifth. Um, I'm just going to have to go with Damian Wade. Because okay. uh, in an early a podcast not too long ago, Caleb said that he can literally put the paws on anyone. That's, that's Am I lying? No, you're not. Okay. He will. He literally has no second thoughts about killing. I mean, he put his paws on pops. Like pops wasn't expecting it, but he put a paw. He put the paws on him for about two point five seconds, I, 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 I and then Wayne started really fighting. Like, I will say this, boy. I brought I you like, in this world. I can take you out. <laughs> I will. I will try. Say this. <laughs> and, and I know <laughs> Caleb. Caleb try, might me. might have. Try. You know, I, I know Caleb might might come to his defense, but when Damien had that stint of his powers, when he had pops. I wasn't a fan of it. You weren't a fan of that? Look, oh, look, look, look. Oh, I liked it. Fight. No, 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 no. We ain't gonna fight. I like the character. Don't get me wrong. But you've already got a B.A. character who is in, in the fighting realm, especially against his father, can obviously put the pe- paws on him. And then you're gonna add power. Like, bro, that is beyond OD at that point. Yeah, but like, and, you gotta look at the drawbacks. It was similar to when Batman got powers for three episodes with the Amazo virus. Like, Batman literally almost took out the entire Justice League. Granted, he couldn't control his powers and he was literally draining his life force. But, like, I felt like that added a different, like, aspect to him. I will say this. It made okay. me look at it a different way, but then like, now that they've tapered off or whatever, they, what, they, whatever, they're gone, but they're not really gone, and he's self-controlling, and he's learning. I don't really know I what w- the situation would have Either way, I will now. say, like, the I, uh, I, after I, I, result, like, yeah. I can deal with. Like, him having the power, and then him learning a, a new part of himself, or learning a little more about life. I did like the after effects of it. I just... Wasn't a huge fan during the yeah, effects yeah, of it. Yeah, okay, I, I, that I can. So, uh, yeah, that's my top five honorable mention. The two episodes Static spent with Bruce. <laughs> he did treat him like a sidekick, <laughs> yeah. but like, bro, you know what? You're not wrong. <laughs> He literally treated him like a sidekick. The thing is, you're not wrong, and I want to be upset at you, but I can't. (laughs) I can't. Oh, man. All right. You want to go, or should I go? I'll go. Okay. Um, He's going to give us a whole theology on Batman. Like, bro, you got to chill. Not theology. I'm mad my man said theology. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what you talking Uh, about? 
Matt Matthew basically hit the nail on the head. Dick Grayson, you know, all all those points. Um, da- uh, Damian Wayne, because it is Bruce's son, and so obviously to have someone that is legitimately blood related to him obviously brings that dynamic. I liked Cassandra Kane. Her not really being able to speak and all basically being able to tune in people's emotions and her just being a natural fighter was interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I liked that. I mean, she couldn't say anything, but she knew how to kick your butt. Um, so so when it came when it came to fighting, Batman didn't have to worry. He didn't have to he didn't have to worry. Um literally the one kid he didn't have to babysit. You right, <laughs> uh, Barbara Gordon, because obviously that gives us one of the best stories, Batman stories of all time, Killing Joke. I mean, she was essential to that. Um, is that four? Dick Grayson. Oh yeah, Dick Grayson, Damian, Cassandra Kane, Barbara Gordon, and hmm, that fifth one. Red Hood. I would say more so Red Hood. Jason Todd as Red Hood rather than as Robin. I didn't like him as Robin. There was just that was just too much for me, and I, I don't think it was a great transition from Dick Grayson for me personally. But I mean the fact I, I liked him when he when he definitely for sure when he started entering in the fight for the cowl, obviously. Um, that that's when he became really interesting to me. And I was like, okay, I see you. You want to be Batman. You want to carry on this legacy, but you want to do it your own way. You want to you want to drop bodies out here, which obviously that gets interesting when you make Batman decide to not Bruce Wayne, but when you make Batman drop bodies, yeah. it gets a little interesting, especially for Gotham. They're like, the bat is now killing, and. <laughs> Problem is. <laughs> My thing is, it always amazes me, like how the media. I feel like the media that's running Gotham City is Fox News, <laughs> because there's all sorts of chicanerous things going on in the city. But the second Batman does something wrong, oh my goodness, look, it's Batman. This heathen is destroying our city. Yo, Penguin just blew up an entire hospital, but you mad Batman hit somebody too hard. Well, if you don't get your, let me stop. I get you. Oh, it's my turn. Yes, your turn now. Uh, honorable mention will go out to Huntress or and Blue Beetle. A okay. A lot of people sleep on Blue Beetle. Okay. Because if you look I at about that, because he was in Batman Incorporated. He was in Batman Incorporated. Outsiders. I think he, he was Outsiders. He was in Outsiders. He was also in Batman Brave and Bold. A lot. He was there. He was there. He was, he was almost the main character of that show. If you think about it, you're right. Blue Beetle was almost the main character of that show. I know it says Batman on the thing, but it could have been Blue Beetle, and you wouldn't have noticed. Well, there were a few episodes you would have noticed. But anyway, moving on. Number five, we'll probably go to Selena Kyle's Catwoman, and that's just because of the back and forth, the history, the legacy between that. It was a small snap. Yeah. So, I mean, just based on the history, the legacy, the back and forth, she is an anti-hero. He is the vigilante. He becomes the hero. He becomes her nemesis. They become friends. She becomes instrumental in catching the Joker. Um, I got really ticked off when they they started doing this thing where they made her the damsel in distress because I'm like... That's not the that's not the Selena Kyle I know. She may get caught Wait, when, but she's not hopeless. I think it was like end of Silver Age because they were she was basically getting caught and before Flashpoint. Then. Yeah, yeah, it was before because Flashpoint. that Catwoman Flashpoint run. No. I mean that that New Fifty Two Cap. Yeah, was so good. Yeah. Did you get to read it? I think I read half of it. Basic, the whole premise is, and I mean, you guys can go back and look at it, but she is running. She's running, I think, what is it? Her father's family, who is a prominent gay yeah, family yeah, yeah. in Gotham. I, 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 I and she's that, going that. against everybody else. And I was like, bro, this is so good. It's a really good read. Really good read. 
Okay. And then Cassandra Kane. Okay. That's 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 five and four. I also tie number four with Tim Drake. Three goes to Jason Todd, Red Hood. Two, I have to give it to Talia. Because I know a lot of people are going to argue with me. But, like, without Talia Al Ghul, and again, these are probably based on, like, especially the Talia one. That's based on the short partnership. But that that wouldn't necessarily classify as a psychic. I can see the Catwoman one because, I mean, there was a stretch. All right, so I'll pull pull that one, and I'll give it to Dick Grayson. I mean, because I know a lot of people are like, wow, you you can't have Batman without Dick Grayson. He was going to be tied with Damien. But if we're gonna if we're gonna classify that, I'm gonna slide her over to honorable mentions and I'm gonna put Dick Grayson in as two, just because it's like basically it's Dick Grayson Wayne. I mean, we had that for years. Yeah, we have. It's basically Dick, uh, it's Dick Grayson Wayne or Tim Drake Wayne. It just depends on which adopted son you want to pick first. But then we gotta go with my guy, Damien. That's my boy. Well, that boy kill him literally. <laughs> but no, I like I said before, like he is my favorite just because of that blood relationship. Like we've had that adopted father son thing for a while, but the fact that he's actually the blood of Bruce Wayne, we now have an actual bloodline that's going to lead us into the future when Bruce becomes old and in between Batman three thousand. Um, yeah, and in between Batman three thousand, we're gonna have another Batman. We're going to have Damian Wayne as Batman, which is going to be a different Batman. He's not going to be his father. I mean, yes, he, they even had that discussion at the end of Bad Blood. I'm not going to be you. I, I, not, I don't know you, basically. And we've gotten to this point where I'm just like, I cannot wait for Damian Wayne to be Batman. I know a lot of people are fighting against it because he's too powerful, he's too yeah. strong, he's a killer, yada, yada. I do not care. That boy is heat. Um, so he's my favorite. He's One my of the funnier Batman panels that has been drawn slash written was when Barbara was pregnant and Batman goes, she, she goes to him and goes, I'm pregnant. And then it just sees their, you just see their faces and there's nothing said. And then next thing you know, Batman, Bruce says, I guess I should congratulate Dick. She goes, He's been back for three days. And then you just kind of realize, like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You're just like, huh, that, okay. Right. All right, Bruce. You have no shame, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. Well, that, anyway. That was, just fun. That was yeah, a funny panel. I'm hyped. I'm hyped for Damien, man. Damien's one of my, that's my guy. I don't know why. I just... I, I I just fell in love with that character ever since like the comic I I kind of I kind of read. What, what I really like was when he flew to the island of failed Robin experiments. That was like as a psychology major. That was like ooh introspection and like the personification of like your failed ideas of yourself and like you coming to terms with your like weaknesses and self acceptance and actualization. I'm like okay. I see what you're doing here, Jeff Johns. I know he didn't write it. I know he didn't direct it, but I'm sure he had some hands to do it because you can tell Jeff Johns' handprint. Oh, you can. You can. Oh. You can see he. His name might not be on it, but you can see his fingerprint. And, and he's a Batman guy. He's a Batman guy. Batman you know, slash Flash guy. Yeah, he, he did a lot don't of me, Flash. He loves. He loves other comics, but he's a Batman. I think I think I, I think Batman too. Flash are tight because he did a lot. He's done a lot of Flash work, mm-hmm. a lot. But one of my favorite stuff he's worked on was uh, Green Lantern, the third series that ran from two thousand five just to, up to Flashpoint. Yeah, because that's where we get Blackest Night, we get Brightest Day, and we get Green Lantern Year One, like Sinestro Corps War, which which is honestly geez. one of the greatest, if not the best, arcs. For Green Lantern in the last 10 years. Sinetra culture is so good. Granted, my favorite will always be 
Green Arrow, year Green, one. Green. Well, yeah, Green Arrow Year One, and then that crossover between Green Arrow and Green Lantern. Because I mean, that's been going on for generations. Oh. But when he oh. when he touched, oh, Jeff Johns oh, is just magical, man. Even Green Arrow, even Green Lantern Year One was amazing. Green Arrow, it's all the Year Ones were pretty darn good. Yeah, Green Arrow Year One was just special. That's just a special comic. Anyway, anyway, back to back to that. Yeah. I'll give I'll give um I'll give uh my, my boy Damien top spot on that. Um so that's been top five. Let's get into the money to blow segment. We'll throw some recommendations at you and we gonna bounce. Cool. Call me what you want, but you can't call me broke. Money pull up with that chopper and a telescope. Alright, uh, I will do this real quick. Um contacts, Facebook campaign t shirt, and new shirts. Facebook campaign t-shirts? Well, you know how like people will sometimes send out pictures and you're like, hey, you can order this shirt. It's a campaign. The campaign's going for so long. It was a Kingdom Hearts slash Pokemon Fusion type oh, of t-shirt. Okay. Yeah, you like those things. So I was like, uh, yes. So that, that, that campaign just ended two days ago and it should ship out in about three or four days from now. Yeah, cool. So, All right. Uh, I ain't spend nothing for money, but food and school. Food and school, that's a good one. Yeah, same thing. Food and school, uh, I replaced, technically, I bought a new Xbox controller, but not really because my homies hooked it up. Um, but I did pick up, I only, the book is $44, so technically... Technically, I should have spent like 180 bucks because it's a $53 controller, and I got the Collector's Edition Complete Edition Witcher 3 Game Guidebook. So it's let me the that. Witcher 3 plus all the DLC in one giant book. Um, it was $44. I think I paid for the controller, charger kit, plus the book, $5. Let a brother borrow that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's super nice. I took it out of the case, and it came with two collector's edition lithographs. So I'm gonna try and go to con- uh, conventions and hopefully find the voice actor for Geralt and get him to sign it. Cause one's from Geralt, one's from Siri, and I don't know if this is ever gonna happen, but I kind of want to go to the Netherlands and get the author to sign it. So that's gonna be like a bucket list thing. If it happens, cool. If it doesn't, cool. Cause he probably about to die soon anyway. He just old. Not wishing him any harm. He just old. His books are old. The games are new. So, he's just old. He's cool. Andreas Schartowski, I think is his name. It's weird. I can't spell it right. I probably said that wrong. Anyway, that's that's been it. All right. Um, what do I spend money on? I bought, I bought a campaign shirt as well uh, for a good friend of ours, Josh Meyer. Uh, he's an artist, so check out his music. That is um, his recommendation. They need to know how to spell his name because they might spell it. Oh, yeah. It's a M-H-I-R-E. So you can either buy a shirt from ModFund or check out his music on SoundCloud and Spotify. All right. That wraps up another Money to Blow. Yeah. Uh, Recommendations real quick? Yeah, sure. Cool. All right. So I got a couple of recommendations for you. Um, first, I recently started watching The Limitless TV Show. Gang, gang. Which, if you watch the movie, I highly suggest you watch the TV shows as well. I'm gonna it, watch it. I'm gonna watch episode one right now. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, I'm about I'm on episode seven of season one, uh, but it's been so good so far. I'm enjoying it. Um, yeah, and then there's also another uh, manga I've been reading called uh, Kenja no Mago. It's essentially about a guy who's been reborn into this magic realm, um, who's the strongest mage known to man, and his, the guy who found him, is like the world's savior. Like everyone knows him, and so uh, at fifteen, he's the strongest uh, magi there is. But he doesn't know basic human interaction, so they send him to the capital to go to school. <laughs> and so uh, it's been pretty funny to watch. So yeah, those are my recommendations. Okay. Um. I started watching, uh, well, it's not so much a new anime, but a fun, it's just been a, a good watch, um, Samurai 7. 
Uh, basically, mm-hmm. Samurai mm-hmm. Seven is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So b- the whole premise is that um, during the age of the samurai, you've got these machines or these bandits, as they call them, and there's a giant war that happened against them and the samurai. And now this, there's a age of semi peace. You still got bandits running around, and this. So you've got this village that is being attacked by bandits, and they're tired of it. So they go into the city to hire a samurai, and they have nothing to offer but the rice that they grow to these samurai. So they're trying to collect seven samurais to go back. It, it's just, just good. This is really good. Samurai Seven. Go look at it. Also, because it is coming out soon, in spring of 2017, one of the side mangas. I'm gonna recommend the main manga and then the side manga. Kuroko no Basket. Facts. Best basketball anime out there. And I know people are going to fight me and say Slam Dunk. But if you ask me, this is better than Slam Dunk. It's, oh, it's so good. I put you onto it. I yeah. knew you would like yeah. it. And it's just, it's so good. And then, like, to read the side manga and, like, some of, like, the ideas of what you think some of these players could be are kind of fulfilled in this side manga. And you're just like, oh. Yeah, I really hope they make that into like a full blown TV series, or at least a webcomic. I would read that on a daily basis. Yeah. It, it's uh, it's been a bi monthly re- like well, it's been like every other month they they release a chapter, and I think they're on chapter nine, mm-hmm. but they're turning it into a movie, so it's kind of like all right. So it looks like they're almost done with the manga. So I'm I'm just excited. It looks really good. It looks like it'll be really good. What I read, it's just been fantastic so yeah kuroko no basket and then kuroko no basket extra game read them and watch the anime okay tim uh i don't have any good recommendations all right cool i want to recommend first of all i can't believe i went the whole episode without talking about this but it's a perfect time my guy travis scott dropped his album finally Finally, 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 Birds in the Trap Sing McKnight is here, and it is phenomenal. That is honestly my second favorite album this year. I wanted to say third because Schoolboy Q has a dope album, and Frank Ocean is killing the game out here. Not to mention Views is still topless. But for me, last year, two years, however you want to categorize it, Life of Pablo and Birds in the Trap Sing McKnight. It's so good. Apple Music exclusive for, I think, one more week. Hold on. It's coming to, like, Spotify and all these places. Hold on. Get an Apple Music subscription. I don't support leaks, but it's out there somewhere. I'm not going to say where, but it's it's out there. Go listen to Birds in the Trap Sing McKnight. If you are a Kid Cudi fan, first of all, you need to start off with the first song, and then you can skip the second song and go straight to the third song. But that song is a complete album. That album is a complete album, front to back, back to front. You can start in the middle and go all the way around, and it's still amazing. The soundscape is designed in such a way that it flows forward and backwards, and it's still seamless. I, I just, I just, I've listened to it about six times already. It's great. But more importantly, Tuesday, September 6th, my guy, our guy, Donald Glover, Childish Gambino is releasing his TV show, Atlanta, on Fox. It's going to be lit. Do not miss it. It's going to be lit. It's going to be so lit. I've heard so many good things about it. So I think I have to miss the original re- like the original premiere. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely gonna record it and then catch the replay. Jimmy's gone. So I'm going to watch it on the big TV. So. All right. um, so yeah, check out Birds in the Trap Sing McKnight on Apple Music. And Tuesday... August, September 6th, Atlanta. All right. Actually, before we sign off, I do have one recommendation that I forgot about. Guys, hashtag Gear Matters. Go sign that petition. Get my boy Gear his own show. He deserves it. He's the realist. Another one. Another one. Okay. And on that note, all right, guys. Uh, if you ever want to get in contact with us, let us know your top five favorite sidekicks for Batman. Please do communicate with us. Yeah, communicate with us. And lastly, we want to talk to you. Keep your eye out for the TV shows. Oh, I said TV shows. 
Keep your eye out for the YouTube shows. They coming. They coming. Even more about games. Even more about sneakers. And even more about nothing. All going to be on YouTube. I know we've been saying for a while. We're just getting ready. The budget is looking not inebriated. The budget's coming up. The budget is growing up. The, it's the, on the glow up. It's on the glow up. Be careful who you made fun of in middle <laughs> school. Because the budget is growing up. <laughs> it's time to go. If you want to get in contact with us, find us uh, on Facebook at Even More About Nothing. Be sure to follow us on SoundCloud. If you're not, if you're listening on iTunes, follow us on SoundCloud. Yeah, and then listen to us and on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. Rank us on iTunes. That helps us get be known. Rate us. Give us a star. If you think we're garbage, give us a one star. If you think we're gay, give us a five star. Ratings don't matter. I'm not going to lie. I rated us. I gave us three and a half. That's cool. I Fair appreciate enough. that. At least we got ratings. Rank us. Let us know uh, what we can do to be better. Yeah, and then find us on Facebook, Even More About Nothing, and you can email us, even more about nothing at gmail.com and Twitter. Yeah. E-Man Podcast 1. They go right to my phone, so if you say something scandalous, just know I will reply. Yeah, guys, just let us know how much you love gear and what reboot show you want to see. Oh, my God. I will fight you. Cool, I've been wanting to box all day, boys. Labor Day weekend. I got to work tomorrow. No, I ain't got to. It's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to go. All right. Well, anyways, we will see you guys next week. Peace.